Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, equipping men for their mentorship journey. The purpose of the podcast is to provide you with discussion and practical advice to help you grow in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Thanks for listening. What is up, world? Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, episode 52. Man, it's hard to believe. Episode 52, we are going to spend today uh, just myself, and it's going to be a little bit of a different mix-up. Uh, going to see what we do here, flying solo for episode 52. Today, we're going to focus on what can a mentor do for you. What can a mentor do for you? But before we first get into this, man, let me just, we usually take a brief minute or so just to kind of celebrate a win. Uh, Just coming off a great holiday weekend uh, last Wednesday, spent uh, that evening with my family at sundown celebrating Passover. Uh, The first time we've walked our children through that as a five-year-old, three-year-old, and then uh, Frankie, who is uh, just a couple months old. But uh, the two older ones, obviously, we made a big deal about it, taught them the Passover, the significance of the Passover, and how this all points to Jesus. It was just a really, really cool time as a family. So that is definitely my win. But let me get into first thing today on this topic. We're going to get right into it, is what can a mentor do for you? And I think it's pretty easily understood that mentors provide a lot of positive uh, feedback. They can have a lot of positive results in their lives. And so I think that, I don't know if there's too many people out there that would disagree uh, or that would argue the fact that mentors are good for us. However, I I think I want to dive a little bit deeper into helping us understand uh, today, really like at the next level, a level deeper, like what do mentors really do for us? What kind of mentors are out there and how do they positively impact our lives? Because many of us aren't even willing to kind of get out of our comfort zone and to go find a mentor or ask somebody to be a mentor to us. And I really do believe um, it's it's a, the true pandemic right now that we're, that we're facing. And so I want to talk about this today and that's really what we're going to do. Uh, Before we get into that too much, um, let me kind of talk through what I really do believe are qualities of what a mentor is, because those of you that might be listening might be thinking, well, my gosh, you know, I don't even know what a mentor really is. How do you define that, Garrett? And I'm going to give a really quick 30,000 foot view of what we believe at Men of Iron, what we believe a a mentor is and the characteristics of a mentor. If you want to dive deeper into this, well, then you're going to have to go Uh, to our website, buy your mentorship package so that you can get access to our mentorship training camp, which gives a full uh, in-depth training on the qualities and characteristics of a mentor. But we really do take a look at the the life of Paul and Timothy, and we see both mentor and protege, Paul being the mentor, Timothy being the protege. We see these consistent characteristics that play out in the lives of these men, And what we see is kind of the same patterns that they're following, whether it's a mentor or protege. And so the first one is, what does a mentor do is, a mentor is intentional. And they're intentional um, in in helping a protege understand their purpose. And they're intentional with um, really their preparation uh, as a a mentor. Coming to meetings, it's very important that I'm prepared. Uh, It's very important that I'm prepared uh, and how I'm getting to know uh, my my protege, right? Uh, but even more so, it's helping uh, proteges understand their purpose. So 
every mentor I've had, I've looked at their life and I've said, man, that, that dude is living intentionally. Uh, they're intentional about all aspects, whether it be with their careers, uh, whether it's with their faith, uh, whether it's in their family, uh, whether it's with their relationships, their friends, their finances, every single mentor I have had kind of modeled this characteristics of being intentional. And when it comes to mentorships, I think great mentors know how to be intentional with their protégés in regards to the protégé's purpose and in regards to helping that protégé prepare and the mentor preparing himself for the mentorship. The second thing that we always say that mentors exhibit is an authenticity. And, and they do this in a way that they're able to build trust and transparency uh, very quickly. And, and there's just, that's a gift. That, that is a little bit of a gift. It can be learned. It can be practiced. But I've also understood that, man, there's just certain people in my life that have this ability to engage in conversation at a level where it doesn't matter who they're talking to or how long they've known that person. Uh, they are able to build trust and transparency. And a lot of the times that trust and transparency, that authenticity starts with the mentor. The mentor has to be willing to divulge information about his own life in order for that protege to really start to divulge information about his life. So uh, number one, intentional. Number two is they're authentic. And number three, there's this, uh, there's this idea of empowerment that mentors often model. And when we say empowerment, what we mean is uh, they know how to encourage uh, and they know how to execute. Uh, but even more so, another level deeper in that is they know how to, they know how to encourage to get the protege to execute on certain things in, in his life. And so there's this idea of empowerment. And what we mean by that too is the mentor understands that this is not about him. Uh, they understand that their job as a mentor is to empower that man sitting across the table from me and to get him to do things that maybe he's never done before, to get him to think about things he's never even thought about before. And that is what great mentors do. They understand this is much bigger than them. And I've got to do what I can to not only meet this guy where he's at, that's a component of it, but I've got to help God's going to use me to move this man forward. And so what that does is there's oftentimes a place in a mentorship, in a relationship where mentor and protege are coming together and the mentor sees that his time with this protege has got to come to an end. And he's got to basically promote that protege into the forefront of leadership. And we see that play out with uh, Barnabas and Paul in scripture. And we also see that play out with Paul and Timothy. And so those three characteristics, that's what a mentor is. Those are the qualities of a mentor. They know how to be intentional. Uh, they know how to be authentic and they know how to empower individuals. Okay. Now, are those the only things that mentors live out? No, but in, in a nutshell that I really do believe kind of, um, kind of encompasses what a mentor is. Okay. Now, let me talk about what isn't a mentor. What is, what is a mentor not? Uh, and this is where a lot of people can get hung up, uh, particularly those of us uh, of the Christian faith. Uh, we often think of mentorship in two forms. Uh, there's mentorship and then there's discipleship. And I've seen the discipleship driven people, man, they get so hung up on discipleship, discipleship, discipleship that they forget about there's other components of a man's life. So let me kind of first say this. I really do believe discipleship is more of a spiritually driven process. It's more 
disciple, I should say it's more mentor driven, meaning I as the mentor, I'm going to come to the table, I'm going to tell you what I know, I'm going to tell you what to read, what to memorize, I'm going to teach you, if you will. Um, mentorship is a little bit different. Mentorship is a little bit more holistic. Uh, there's always going to be a component of mentorship that is discipleship driven, but I look at mentorship more holistic from a faith, family, friends, fitness, finances standpoint. And so here's what a mentor isn't. Uh, a mentor is not someone who has all the answers. And I think that's where a lot of men get hung up is when they're maybe approached to be a mentor, they're asked to be a mentor, uh, they immediately disqualify themselves because they feel like, well, why me? I've got my own issues and I don't know a whole lot. Um, and, and the humility starts to uh, be more than humility. It starts to be a weakness, really. Uh, and so that's what we have to remember is a mentor is not someone that has all the answers. A mentor is somebody that is willing to get face-to-face, -face, share his life experience, ask really good questions, challenge, encourage, right? Uh, do these things that we've already talked about earlier. Uh, that's what a mentor is. A mentor is not somebody that tells somebody what to do. Uh, a mentor is somebody that asks really good questions and, and understands that he doesn't have all the answers. Um, a mentor is not someone who is successful at everything he does. Uh, very rarely have I ever met a man that will evaluate his life in the five F's, faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances and say, yep, I've got all that under control. And, uh, you know, things are rocking and rolling for me. In fact, more oftentimes than not, most men walking around and sucking air on this planet are probably kind of rocking and rolling in three of those areas. And the other two may be a little bit out of balance. Here's what a mentor is, though. A mentor is somebody that's aware when he's out of balance in those areas. So it's not saying that he has to be successful in everything that he does, uh, but it is saying that he is aware. He's got an awareness. He's aware of his blind spots. He's aware where he's falling short. Um, and his faith is really the driving force in his life and the foundation of his life. Okay. Um, here's what a mentor isn't either. It's not a man that does the work for the protege. Uh, in our perspective, that's not mentorship. Uh, that's not even discipleship to a certain degree. I mean, in my mind, the mentorship process, the discipleship process does not work. It does not work unless you have a man at the other side of the other end of the table, at the other side of the table, who is the protege that is willing to take responsibility for what he is doing. If we're taking responsibility for his life. I had somebody share with me last week is that, you know what, you can't um, drag, you can't stink and drag a mentor and you can't drag a protege. You can't drag a disciple and you can't drag a disciple. You just can't do that. You can't force them. And so uh, mentors, our job is not to save that protege's life, is not to give him the answers. That's not even what a mentor is. Uh, it's not doing the job of mentorship if we're giving all the answers and we feel like that's on us. Our job as the mentor is to be used by God to plant seeds, to ask really good questions. It's not our job to do the work for that protege and it's not our job to save that protege. Uh, we have to be willing to empower him to do this on his own. And if you've got a protege that's sitting across the table, not taking action, that he's not a protege, and I would dismiss yourself from that relationship uh, after a very hard conversation. I would say, listen, this is what has to change or else. And if you don't see change, then guess what? He's not willing enough to take responsibility. And the last thing I just want to bring up, I mean, there's a lot of things that mentors aren't, but this last one is very crucial. I don't think personally that mentors should be counselors.
Uh, mentors are here to drive people forward. They are here to move a man from point A to point B. I love uh, that definition of leadership is getting people from here to there, right? I mean, that's what leadership is. That's what mentorship is. Listen, you have to understand that sometimes as, as mentors, the greatest thing that we can tell a protege is, I don't know how to help you. Because a lot of times when a protege is coming to the table and they've got baggage, they've got issues that are causing you to say, I don't know how to deal with this. I think they need counseling. That is the best thing you can absolutely tell your protege in that moment is to say, listen, I can't help you. I think you need some counseling because counselors take people back. They help take them back so that they can move forward. Um, that's not our job as mentors. Our job as mentors is to say, listen, I can't help you. I'm going to walk with you through this, um, but you desperately need some counseling. And so that's a couple things of what isn't a mentor. Um, I came across uh, Tim Elmore. And if you haven't checked out Tim Elmore, he, I really do recommend you check out his website and check out his resources. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He does a great job at developing resources for leadership. And he kind of studies the generations uh, on how we are to kind of develop and mentor the, the upcoming generations. And he recently had a thing a blog or an article, whatever you want to call it, about five things a mentor taught me. And so these are the things that I really do believe uh, mentors do for us and what a mentor can do for you. Um, and I've seen all these play out in my own life. I really have. I've seen all these play out in my own life where number one, mentors um, maybe provide insights that I didn't know. Uh, they, they provide a different perspective and they give you an insight that you're not even aware of. And sometimes they can be positive. Uh, sometimes they can sting. Sometimes they can be motivating. Sometimes it's hard to hear, but they're going to give you insights that you weren't aware of and that you didn't know prior. Um, number two, this is often one that's kind of met with a little bit of resistance is that they provide blind spots in your life that you can't see. And I can't tell you how many times I've had mentors come to me um, and say, man, I see this playing out in your life and it's not good and you need to be aware of it. And to be quite honest with you, uh, as the protege, I didn't want to hear it. Um, it's not fun to hear where you're falling short and where you've got blind spots. Uh, but I've also seen this play out very negatively in a lot of uh, people's lives that I'm connected with is that maybe you point out a blind spot and they don't respond positively to that, right? They just don't want to admit it. They won't want to accept it. They don't see it. Um, that is the danger in blind spots. I mean, it, it really is, but mentors can help us see those. And if mentors are bringing blind spots to your life, don't get offended. Uh, don't get your feelings hurt. They're doing it out of love and they're doing it to sharpen you. And so make sure you understand that. Um, why is mentors important? Uh, number three, what can a mentor do for you? I think that they help develop strengths maybe that you have not developed yet. And uh, I see this one kind of play out in my own life over the last several years as a couple of the close mentors, board members um, in my life have really kind of sharpened me and challenged me to, to become more, a little bit more humble, to live more humbly, to speak more humbly, um, and, and to understand that this whole men of iron thing is not Garrett's, it's, it's much bigger than that, right? And I think always in the back of my mind, I knew that, but I always felt this weight on my shoulders of kind of being responsible for men of iron. Um, and they've helped me kind of approach that a little bit more humbly. And it's come through a lot of difficult conversations, but uh, it's a strength that I'm continuing to develop. Uh, and it's not that I've ever arrived, but they're definitely have helped me develop that strength further. 
Uh, number four, what can a mentor do for you? Uh, disciplines you couldn't build on your own. I think great mentors provide accountability and a little bit of structure, uh, encouragement. Uh, they provide the kick in the butt when we need that kick in the butt to develop these disciplines that you couldn't build on your own. Um, and so we, I'm not going to sit here and beat that one to death, but we need to understand that many of us have disciplines that we desperately need to build and develop into our lives. And they only come in the form of accountability and great mentors know how to keep another man accountable. Listen, in this area, if we want to find a mentor that's going to help us build disciplines that we don't have currently, you will be uncomfortable, protege. <laughs> you will be uncomfortable. And if you're not living a life that is uncomfortable to a certain degree, I don't know if we're really living. I really do fully believe that we need to live in this state where we are comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, man, we live in a soft, soft culture right now, and it is irritating to me as all get out. Man, I just wish we had more men that were willing to be challenged, uh, that were willing to humble themselves and willing to say, you know what? Yeah, life's hard. Guess what? Life is hard. Um, I've never read an account in scripture. I've said this over and over again this year on this podcast. I've never read an account in scripture where God calls somebody to do something big and it's easy. I've never read an account in scripture. So why should life be any different for us? Listen, life is going to be hard and we need to develop disciplines and we need to get some thick skin and get tough. Too many guys are wallowing around in their sorrows. And I do believe here, listen here, I do believe there is a place and a time for that. I don't think we can live in that place. I don't think that's God's intentions for us. And I think we've got to be willing to kind of pull up our bootstraps a little bit. And we've got to be willing to march and do the work that God has called us to do. And we've got to develop disciplines in the process. We need to be uncomfortable. We need to understand that life's going to be hard. Man, that fires me up. Sorry about that. The fifth thing uh, that I think a mentor can do for you is help you understand the potential that you've never understood. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on in the podcast uh, on, on how that's played out in my life. But mentors often see things in us that we don't see in ourselves. And they can see in us the things that maybe there's the, the potential that they see and that we just don't see, right? And so they help us understand things that we don't understand by providing a different kind of insight and a different point of view. So those are five things. Insights you don't know, blind spots you can't see, strengths you have not developed, disciplines you couldn't build on your own, and, and maybe potential that you never understood. Thanks to Tim Elmore on those five things that a mentor has taught him. Um, I want to go in back to 2012. I came across one of Tim Elmore's blogs, and it was based around these seven kinds of mentors. And I agree with Dr. Elmore to a certain, I think he's a doctor. Tim, are you a doctor? I don't know. Anyway, I agree with Tim to a certain extent on some of these, uh, but I don't necessarily agree with some of them. And I want to bring this up. And it's not that I think he's wrong. I just think it's how we define what a mentor is. And that's why I started the podcast off with this. He says there's seven different kinds of mentors. There's the mentor tutor who is there really to help develop and, and build skills in somebody that might not have those skills developed yet. Basic qualities and skills of maturation. Now, it generally involves a lot of frequent meetings from what he says in his blog. Um, and the agenda originates from the mentor, not the protege. This is where I disagree. Um, I believe you can be a tutor 
I believe that I can help a man develop basic qualities and skills to maturation. Um, and I think I can meet with him frequently. I don't think it's my job as a mentor to develop the agenda. I think he needs to develop that agenda. The skill and the art of a mentor is asking really good questions, meeting that man where he's at and playing out those three qualities, being intentional with that man, being authentic and empowering him. Now, maybe I need to spend the first couple of meetings helping that protege develop an agenda. That's different from putting the responsibility on myself to come up with um, the agenda. Now, Tim Elmore will say in this that, well, they develop the agenda because the protege may be young and inexperienced. If they're young and inexperienced, they don't really know what to take to bring to the table, then I would say that maybe they're not quite ready to be a protege in the men of iron setting in strong 27. Number two is the mentor personal guide. Uh, this one is uh, interesting uh, because I've seen this play out uh, in a couple different situations in my own life, but the personal guide is somebody that offers accountability and direction uh, as the protege is really seeking uh, to make some significant life decisions, right? I mean, that's what a personal guide is. Uh, I've got some friends that are heading um, over to Europe to do some hiking here uh, in, in a little bit. And they guess what? They, they're going to need a guide to get them up that mountain. Somebody that's going to provide them the accountability of the plan, give them direction on what to do. Guess what? There's still a lot of preparation that they have to do. There's still a lot of training that they have to do. They're still responsible for booking their travel and making sure that they've got the right nutrients and the right gear. The responsibility is on them, but a personal guide, a mentor personal guide is somebody that's going to give us direction and accountability to make good, good, solid decisions. Um, and I think that's what we have to look at. Number three is the mentor coach. I think we can all uh, agree that we've had somebody that's maybe played this role in our life. And, and the mentor coach is really somebody that's providing the motivation and the skills to meet a task or a challenge. I've spent multiple years of my life coaching the sport of wrestling. And, you know, every year there's a wrestler that comes in that may be a little bit more mature than, than the rest of the team. And they've got big goals, right? They want to be a state champion. Uh, they want to be a district champion, whatever that may be. Well, my job as the coach is to put that responsibility on them to do everything they need to do as the athlete. My job as the coach is to provide the skills, the motivation, uh, and, and the setting for that to take place, right? And so I've got to know my horses in order to do that. Uh, the fourth one, which again, I, I somewhat disagree here, is the mentor counselor. And, and what the way that Elmore defines this is they are ones that furnish timely advice and perspective on self, others, and interests or passions. Um, the, this mentor enables the mentee to step back and, and gain a big picture point of view. Listen, I think he doesn't necessarily define the mentor counselor as a counselor here. Uh, so understand that there is a time for professional counseling. Uh, really good mentors though, as part of the mentoring process can help their protégés take a step back and look at the bigger picture, all right? Uh, there's a time for professional counseling and there's a time to, uh, as a mentor, help our protege step back to gain a bigger point of view so that they can move forward. The fifth one is the teacher. And the teacher is interesting because they impart knowledge and understanding on a specific subject. Uh, and I do believe that uh, there is a time and a place for that as mentors as well. Um, and then the sixth one is the mentor sponsor. I think we all kind of hear sponsor and we think of, um, 
Alcoholics Anonymous or, or something of that nature. It's not necessarily how he def the, defines it here. Um, the sponsor is somebody that gives out their network. Uh, they, they, they have accumulated knowledge, right? And so they're sharing their resources with a protege. I mean, I have seen that play out so many times in my life where mentors in my life are sharing these things um, with me. And it's just so crucial and such uh, encouraging times where that happens is because somebody's giving you access something to something that you could not get access to on your own. Uh, and that is what great, great, generous people and generous mentors do. And then the seventh one, which is more the mentor model or the consultant is they offer this living kind of personal example for life, uh, marriage, family, career. They're oftentimes these seasoned veterans, right? That uh, embody this wisdom uh, that maybe we desire to have as their protege. So that is the seventh time. So you've got the tutor, the personal guide, the coach, the counselor, the teacher, the sponsor, and the model slash consultant. Those are the seven kinds. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, you've learned a little bit more about what can a mentor do for you. You've learned about the qualities of a mentor. We've learned about different kinds of mentors. Let's take a step back now. I want to share with you just some personal examples of how this has played out in my life. But before we do that, let's take a one minute break so that you can hear from this episode sponsor and for a, uh, a mentor minute from one of our Men of Iron mentors. We'll see you back here. Shout out to Brookside Brothers, today's sponsor of our podcast. Brookside Brothers are a full-service residential remodeler serving the Lancaster, PA area since 1999. These guys have tackled many jobs, big and small, and will work with you through the entire process to ensure you get the exact space that you've been dreaming of. Head on over to Instagram at brookside.brothers to check out some of their incredible projects, and you can go to brooksidebrothers.com for your next home project. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is Joel Kiefer from Marietta, PA, and I am here with your Mentor Minute. And I just want to talk about what a mentor can do for you. And in my own personal journey, mentorship's been transformational. My mentor is a season ahead of me, and he is able to speak a lot of truth into my life in the current season that I'm in. And as I am ambitious and look forward to the future and plan, he always reminds me to be present where I'm at, to understand the season that I am in and to make sure that I'm having the largest impact for the Lord's kingdom in my current season because I don't wanna miss the opportunities that are around me right now. And he holds me accountable to that. And I just wanna encourage the guy out there who wants to get involved, wants to get involved in mentorship but doesn't know how, start with prayer. Seek out who the Lord may have for you, but also be thinking about the men that are around you, who you look up to, who are influencers, who you aspire to be, and then invite them into that relationship for the next 12 months. Be encouraged and take action. All right, welcome back to episode 52 of the Men of Iron podcast, where we're talking about what can a mentor do for you? Listen, this podcast was a little bit front end heavy as far as the content that we shared in that, but I wanted to just take a couple of minutes to share with you um, how I've seen the things that we talked about on the first half of the podcast, how I've seen some of that play out in my life in regards to being a protege. So I want to talk about just some mentors who have impacted me and kind of what 
they've done for me and what I've seen play out uh, through all of that. And number one, um, when I think of mentors in my life, I think of my father. I've been very fortunate to have um, just an unbelievable dad um, who, uh, you know, when I look at what Elmore kind of lays out in regards to the kind of mentor my dad was, um, I think of he was that model and he was that consultant for me. Um, didn't always, you know, sit down with me and tell me things, but he didn't have to. His actions were much louder than his words. Uh, and those of you that might know my dad know he's, he's a man of few words. However, here's what I learned from my dad. I learned the value of hard work. Uh, I learned the value of um, doing whatever it takes to provide and support for your family. Uh, my dad is kind of a blue collar. Uh, he was a commercial plumber, pipe fitter, a union man for his whole career. Uh, I forget exactly how many years he was in the industry, 30 some years. Um, and literally never had a sick day, ever. Okay, now that's hardcore. You want to talk about hardcore, old school type of mindset? Um, that's hardcore. Uh, there's not many men that I know today that can say, even in a couple of years into their career, that they've never taken a sick day. Um, I remember my dad saying, hey, Garrett, if I don't go to work, we don't eat this week, right? I mean, that's just the reality is that um, that was my dad's mentality. He had to provide for a family. It didn't matter how sick he was going to be, he was going to go to work. And I remember some days as a kid where my dad was ill, uh, hacking, coughing, fever. And I can remember him waking up and going to work at 4.30 in the morning. That was just part of who he was and what he had to do. It's hard-nosed, blue-collar kind of mentality. And I think we need more of that in today's culture. I need more of that in my life. I know that. Now, there was one time I think my dad missed a couple of days of work and it was after a boiler blew up on him uh, and his entire body was burnt and blistered. Uh, but other than that, I don't think my dad ever took a sick day. And so I watched uh, the sacrifices that my dad made uh, to provide for our family and to give his children more opportunities than he ever had. Uh, and so that's why I look at, man, my, there's a whole lot more that I could say about my father, trust me. Uh, but in how he modeled hard work and providing for a family and taking responsibility and understanding that, listen, this job is a privilege. Uh, it is a privilege. And so I'm going to steward this well. I'm going to be a good steward of what God has given me. Um, man, I, I can't say enough about my dad in that area. Uh, number two, I've got fantastic brothers and brother-in-law. Now I'll hear my sister chiming in here. What about your sister? Heather, I've learned a ton from you. Um, but I'm talking about men's mentorship right now. So please give me grace. Uh, I've learned a ton from my brothers and brother-in-law. Um, I'm the youngest in my family by about seven and a half, eight years. And so I grew up, you know, with older brothers that were much older than I was. And I watched them very closely. I can remember being a young, a young lad and I can remember watching them and do just mimicking them, uh, wanting to do everything that they've done had a brother-in-law that came into my life. Uh, same thing, man. Watched him. Uh, I watched them when they got married. I watched them when they started having children. I watched how they interacted with uh, their wives. I watched how they interacted with their children. Um, I watched how they interacted with employees in the business world and how they, they modeled themselves at work. Um, you know, in fact, one of my brothers was actually my wrestling coach in, in high school. Um, and, and I watched how he coached. I watched how he interacted in the community. 
Um, I've seen this play out in, in all of my brothers, both my brothers and my brother-in-law. And I would say uh, they too were more like models to me. I just wanted to replicate what they were doing and, and the lifestyle that they were living and the example that they were leaving for me, man, I, I felt like it was almost to a certain degree, maybe somewhat unhealthy because I strive to be like them instead of finding my own identity. Um, but I think there's some healthy uh, components to that as well. I think of people like uh, Kurt Seberg, uh, who was my youth pastor growing up, uh, was my lead pastor for a while. Um, man, Kurt gave me more opportunities to do things and to grow and to lead than I would have ever been able to do on my own. He, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Uh, he was willing to kind of even take a risk on me and give me opportunities that had I failed probably would have come back on him. And so I, I look at that and Kurt, if you're listening, I'm, I'm super grateful uh, for those years that we had together, man. Um, you knew how to push my buttons. You knew how to get the best out of me and you knew how to encourage me and be in my corner. Um, and, and, you know, I think that I look back at that. I'm, I'm very grateful. I've always been grateful for it, but I needed to share that. Kurt was definitely a teacher to me. Um, I took his words very seriously. Uh, he was somebody that uh, imparted knowledge and understanding on a specific subject in my life. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Doc Johnson, uh, man, Doc Johnson, Dr. Shane Johnson, a professor of mine in college and a pastor, same thing, man. He just did all kinds of imparted knowledge and challenged me and helped me step into manhood appropriately. And man, didn't, uh, didn't hold punches. It was afraid, wasn't afraid to call truth, truth. And uh, I'm forever grateful for my time there. Guys like Dave Zillig and Steve Capaferi. These are board members now, but they're friends. They're men that have given me uh, access to their resources and they've given me access to um, people and places and different things that I would never be able to access on my own. And so I'm forever grateful. These are kind of how mentorships have played out in my own life. And I'm super grateful for that. Why do I share this? Why are you still listening to this, right? Why do I share this? Is because we need to go back. I think what can a mentor do for you? We need to understand what our mentors have done for us. We need to identify that. We need to understand that our responsibility, if you're listening to this, is to now pay that forward. And one of the ways you can pay that forward is, is stepping into a mentorship today. Go find a protege. Go invite a younger man into a mentorship and pay forward what was paid forward to you. Man, get in this game of mentorship. It is so vital. It's scriptural. It's biblical. I think we need to be doing it. And then take a few minutes to call up those men in your life or to write those men in your life a letter who have impacted you and show them gratitude, express gratitude to them, and, and let them know how, you've, how they've impacted your life. That's what my challenge to you today. My final thoughts man, or this, you need to check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can check it out on Google Play, Spotify. And for more information on maybe sponsoring this podcast, you need to go to menofiron.org backslash sponsor. Listen, the call to action, my final thoughts are this. If you are not engaged in a mentorship, you need to be engaged in a mentorship. How do you find a mentor? Man, get off the couch, get off your butt and go find a mentor. Pray through that and go to a man who you have respect for and ask him, say, listen, I need you to mentor me for the next 12 months and I'll be willing to do whatever it takes. Don't go have that, that conversation. Don't go make that request. Don't go make that invitation if you're not willing to do your part as the protege, which is to lead this charge. Mentors, how do you find a protege? You pray. 
God has somebody in your life that you can go ask to be part of a mentorship. It is our duties. It is our responsibilities. I want to speak to a protege right now that might be saying, man, how do I do this? Well, you got to go make an invitation. You got to find a man that's got something that you don't have that you want. And you got to go make a bold invitation. Be uncomfortable. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Guys, thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon on episode 53, where we're going to be talking about protege-driven mentorships. Proteges, what do we got to do to lead mentorships well? And why is that so important? We're signing off. Garrett Barbush with Men of Iron. Thanks for listening to the Men of Iron podcast. To get started in a one-to-one or microgroup mentorship, go to menofiron.org.